Hello, everybody. This is Hour of Healing, and we're back again with another topic, another um, interesting topic. And the, the theme for today's topic is a sure thing. And unfortunately, unfortunately, I would say um, this is going to be the last um, recording or podcast or discussion that you're going to have from uh, Hour of Healing for the year. And we, after today, We'll see you all next year. Be expectant of what God is about to do in your life and what God is bringing for you. Today's theme is a sure thing. I hope you are ready for myself and Dr. Joe. I'm hosting today. This is Candace and Dr. Joe is in the hot seat. I hope you are ready for us, viewers. Hello, Dr. Joe. So today's theme is a sure thing. Um, can you explain what a sure, what do you mean by a sure thing, and where are we going with this uh, phrase a sure thing today? Yes, uh, thank you so much, uh, Sister Candice, for all your hard work and uh, your time and commitment to Hour of Healing. Uh, like you said, uh, God has been very good to us throughout the year, and um, as I was sharing with you, this is I think almost our fiftieth. Uh, recording for this year alone and uh, God has been very good to us um, yes. but a short thing really uh, today like you said can apply to many things but our focus today is um, in the perception or in the area of success okay. yes um, we have talked about healing for so many months um, yeah. receiving healing giving healing uh, and today, as we start the recording of our last episode or topic, um, we are talking about a sure thing. Because, you know, uh, Sister Candice, there are many things in life that appear to be mysterious or that we mm -hmm. consider to be impossible right. um, or beyond reach. But mm -hmm. uh, may I submit to you humbly that um, uh, things appear mysterious or impossible only based on our level of understanding or knowledge. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Sister Candice, I will tell you that uh, age alone, just aging from year to year, demystifies mm -hmm. so many things in our life. Mm. Like when we are children, we believe in tooth fairies. We believe in right. so many other um, uh, things. <laughs> yes. And then as we age, aging alone, because we are gaining more knowledge, that demystify that idea of tooth fairy. Right. And so um, there are so many things that um, uh, we see, it seems to be mysterious. And I think that success or the principles of success is one of these things. Um, so our focus today will be on some of the basic things on success, or I should say good success. Okay. Because as we will find out in our conversation, not all success is good. And mm. so um, we are very grateful for um, God, uh, all the truths that he reveals to us yes. and the gifts that he gives us each and every week. And I pray right. and hope that today uh, you will finish listening to our episode, both part one and part two, knowing that your success in life is a sure thing. Thank you. Wow. wow, that's very powerful. And Dr. Joe, I really like that you 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 said there could be there could be like a bad success. And that's one of the things that many a times when we hear good words, like, you know, like even the word good itself, there could be bad good. 
you know when when we hear positive i should say positive words and positive things we we always connote that to good you know but sometimes all you know there's there's a little side to it there's other sides to um these positive things so i really like that you mentioned that and you know and i also like that the concept of mystery how certain things to us we feel like it's so far you know far ahead it's so far out of reach but with knowledge and with understanding they be you know they come in real focus and they become in our reach so what is success that we are talking about today what is success and why do you even say good success wow thank you so much so you know um i like starting from the dictionary because everyone can refer to that um, and success basically is defined as the outcome of an undertaking um mm -hmm. now the interesting thing that i find in this definition is that you realize that life itself is an undertaking and i say that because life uh, it's a duration of time, as we have talked about previously on times and seasons, that everybody's life is a duration of time that you have to fulfill a particular task, uh, mm. which in our conversation we will call purpose. And okay. so uh, we will learn uh, and also have learned in the past, we talk about our purpose in life or our existence not being by chance. I think one of the conversations that I will uh, certainly employ our listeners to go back to is our conversation on providence. Um, okay. It's unfortunate to think of anyone's life in this uh, sphere that we call Earth. It's unfortunate to think of anyone's life as a series or a, a, con a compendium of chaotic events. Everybody's life has a purpose to it. Um, and so it's, it's one of those things that we are going to be going into. But I say all that because success, uh, my listener, has a direct correlation to your purpose. And that is where good success come in. Mm -hmm. And so what we are going to try to show our listeners today, uh, by the grace of God, is that purpose influences design. Mm. Every manufacturer puts into the product the things that are necessary to function or perform the needed task. And so if you achieve any level of quote-unquote success mm -hmm. without your purpose, mm. that is not good success. Mm. Okay. Uh, uh, there are various stages, um, dear listener, uh, that you have to go through um, to accomplish your purpose in life. So I don't want you to listen to us and undermine the current level or the current accomplishments that you have. Right. The accomplishments that you have now is necessary. But right. I want you to know that if you settle for anything, let me give you an example because you know I'm a guy of examples, right? So let's say your purpose in life is to be an inventor or an educator or whatever it is. Now, this is the purpose that you have. But for you to become that inventor, that educator, you have to go through various levels of education yourself. You need to go through school. You, you, you need to do what we call internship. You have to be under training, under serving of other people. Sometimes you have to be under someone who has 
the um, accomplish that purpose that you are seeking for. Uh, somebody who has reached that level and be able to learn from them. I think one of the tragic things that we face, especially when it comes to uh, spiritual matters, is that um, a lot of young ministers are trying to pay the price to operate in the ancient or at the level where God has strategically placed a spiritual father who has already paid that price mm -hmm. to be a gateway for them to be able to operate on that level. Well, let's come back to success here. <laughs> and so um, I know right? what I'm trying to say is for you to be able to get to that place of your purpose, you need to go through various steps for all those steps. They are necessary in helping you accomplish your purpose. Mm. Unfortunately, uh, Sister Candice, many people settle when they get to the point in life where they are making a good income. So you graduate school with honors and um, you, you have a well-paying job. You, you, and then you settle or you don't go any further. My question that I am posing to you today is, are you really successful? Mm. It, it's your purpose in life only to make a good income. For all we know, my dear listener, the level of success that you are enjoying now is supposed to be the springboard that propels you into your next level of impact. And right. that will be what I will call good success. Wow. And so um, I, 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 I know this is just the first question, so I'm going to make it short. But what I will say is, as parents, teachers, educators, or whoever we are, counselors and all that there is, if we can understand this principle, I think it will influence how we raise our children and also the level of investment that we put into the young ones. If we mm -hmm. understand the principle of success right. having a direct correlation with purpose. Thank you oh. so much. Yeah. That's very good, Dr. Joe. You got me thinking so much. <laughs> but um, so success, according to what you're saying, just correct me if I'm wrong, but success without connecting it with our purpose, it's not a good success. Yes. Is that what I'm understanding? So success without that success being connected to your purpose is not a good success. Right. So yeah. my, my the question I want to, um, you know, viewers out here, I think I, I'm speaking for you all, right? Um, I just want to understand, how do I plan in steps? Because I think you mentioned something about there are steps, you know, the, it's like basically you have to go through certain stages to reach a certain, you know, place, like with the example with um, an unction per se. So if I don't know my purpose, how do I plan in steps? To, to 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 succeed in alignment with that purpose. I don't know if that, that's clear. So if I'm, say if I'm washing a car now, if I, if I do car washing, and that may be a step to me becoming a man or woman of God. If I don't know the purpose is, or the end game is to be an apostle or evangelist or a prophet or uh, a, a lawyer or um, a doctor or whatever, how do I plan with my car washing, 
knowing that the success is a lawyer. So must I seek to find my purpose first before I plan towards my success for that success to be a sure thing? <laughs> well, well, thank you. That's a powerful question. And uh, honestly, that's the, um, that's the core of our conversations today. So we will be answering this question in detail throughout our conversation. But remember what I said, that the purpose of any product is not in the product itself, but rather the designer. And so for you to find purpose for your life, you need to first connect your life to your designer. And that's why I spent a lot of time in the beginning trying to lay some foundations that no one's life is a random series of chaotic events that happen. Your okay. life was divinely orchestrated, planned, and made. And okay. every designer, everyone who makes anything, before the manufacturer made a car, they had thought about being able to go 50 miles away within a short time before they made it. Uh, mm -hmm. I think one of the examples I had given in one of our previous conversations is that for you to invent a smoothie maker, you okay. must first think of having something that, one, will save you time, two, okay. will be able to blend all your fruits together and make it quickly okay. and as smooth as possible. So even before the person who made a smoothie machine uh, made that device, that person conceived the purpose of it. And so your purpose in life is okay. not in the, the product itself, but in the manufacturer. And that's wow. why everything you buy, my dear listener, comes with a manufacturer's manual. Think right. about that. <laughs> that's very powerful, Dr. Joe, because um, it got me thinking about how we have to be a, a, a people that think things ahead you know I, I don't believe that god gave us a brain to just use it to learn in school or you know whatever we want to do just use that brain for but we have to be a person that thinks beyond what is made available and what is given to us and so i, I want to understand this section of um this theme today sure thing is success really a sure thing is success really a sure thing? Because to me, I feel like it may not be a sure thing. You know, we're probably giving people false hopes. But um, can you explain or elaborate on that? It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And you know me as long as you have, Sister Candice, you know I don't give false hopes. I'm all about <laughs> transparency and, and truth. So, yes, uh, the answer to your question is a resounding yes. And the reason why success is a sure thing or let me use the word, your success is guaranteed, is because, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, the maker or the designer creates anything that they create with purpose in mind. Mm -hmm. Therefore, every product has within itself the inherent ability to perform its purpose. Mm -hmm. If you buy a refrigerator like we were talking about, it has within it the inherent ability to refrigerate items. And so there is right. nothing that you make or there is nothing that was created or made that does not have the ability to fulfill that purpose. And so from the maker's perspective, from the designer's point of view, your success is guaranteed. 
Okay. And we will go through um, various things today um, as we go through this section. And I'm sure you will have questions about it, dear viewer. But by the grace of God, I, I believe by the time you leave uh, this re recording, um, you will understand that your success is not a matter of hit or miss. No, it's guaranteed because your success indeed is already built into you. Your talents, your giftings, your abilities, the things that come so easily and so natural to you. Those are not things that you learned. I, I don't want you to lead, live your life under the illusion that your, um, you learned those things. No. There are people who lived in the same environment, in the same circumstances as you did. But mm. the things that come so naturally to you don't come as easily to them. Now, mm. before you start asking me why there is so much evil in the world today and so much poverty <laughs> and so much failure, I want you to go once again. <laughs> I know. I want you to go once again to listen to our recording on Providence. I think we talked about some very powerful things in there. Um, and uh, one of the key things in creation being freedom. Uh, and I, I believe we had made mention or Bishop had mentioned there in that recording that God is so bound by his nature that if he takes away your freedom, you are not in the image of God. And so before we start asking all those questions, let's dive into that conversation on providence. Um, and you will have those questions uh, answered. And today we will answer some for you as well. <laughs> Thank you for that, Dr. Joe. Um, so now I'm clear. I hope you all are clear too, viewers. Um, so I just want to understand this concept of, you know, with the uh, microwave or refrigerator. If I lose the manual, do, would the refrigerator still function? Because I think you mentioned something about you have the capacity in you to still do what the um, inventor intended for you to do like your talents, you know, everything in you, you did not learn it. They were built into you. So what is the essence of me um, using the manual? Because you and I both know you buy a table, you throw the manual somewhere and you, you just start <laughs> with your own mind. You just try to put it together, fix it. And then when it doesn't go well, you're like, where is the manual? You know, the first thing, our first instinct is not to, to look for the book. A few people, maybe you out there do, but I that's the last thing I do. But if I lose the manual, can I still put myself together? If I'm a table, can I still function in 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 my purpose? Or I have to have to go according to the outline of the manual? Well, that's a very good question, Sister Candice. And um your questions are as though you are reading my mind. I believe it was um, the late Dr. Miles Monroe who, in his book, I believe it was um, In Pursuit of Purpose, um, did mm. mention that application of wisdom that leads to the detriment of others is foolishness. Uh, why do I reference this quote? You know, yes, we have all gone through those periods where we don't consult the manual in putting the table together. 
you have all the pieces when you buy that table that comes in the box. You have all the pieces. But you realize that without the manual, one, it takes you longer to be able to assemble it. Two, you attach wrong parts, and so you have to do trial and error for most of the time. And three, it leads to damage of the product itself. Yes, the giftings and the talents are there, but if you detach from the source or the maker or the manual, you will use your giftings and your talents to cause detriment and harm to humanity. And so at that time, even though you are a celebrity, you are famous, you are making all the money, it comes back to the question that I asked you in the beginning. Are you truly successful? Because your purpose for which you had those giftings is not to cause harm to others. I believe an example that um, uh, I once uh, uh, heard was the, uh, look at all the things that have been created, Facebook being one of them. When the maker of Facebook, I believe it's Mark Zuckerberg, when he made Facebook, do you think he intended for people to use Facebook for all the bullying and the harassment and the blackmailing no. and the fraud? But no. because the purpose for which he made it, we have deviated from it. Now we have the creation that he made and we are using it for all these negative things that he did not intend for us to. And so back to that, the late Dr. Miles Monroe's quote, we have all those resources. We have the platform available to us, but applying it the wrong way is foolishness because we're using it to cause harm when the intention of the creator was to bring good to humanity. And so, my dear listener, my question to you is this, or my statement is this, show me your purpose, and I will tell you if you are successful or not. That is so beautiful. (laughs) But how do we get good success? Um, I think it ties in everything you just said, um, but... This question will, I think, bring out a certain aspect that we are missing. Um, how do we get good success? Because I think you kind of elaborated on it or what you were saying kind of touched on it. But can we hit um, hammer on the nail? How do we get good success? Well, that's a great question. And uh, Sister Candice, um, before I go into um, talking about how we get good success, Please permit me for the remainder of our recording on part one to talk about how success is measured. Um, Let me list a few because I think that will tie in um, a lot to how we get good success. Um, And the reason is because I think if we don't know how to measure a thing, it's very Mm -hmm. difficult for us to um, know even when we have attained it. And so there are, uh, I will list about five dimensions or five ways that success can be measured. And then um, uh, we will be able to, I'm pretty sure this will take us to the end of part one. Uh, So we will be able to pick up on part two with the question, how we get good success. 
Um, okay. I, I'm pretty sure there are a lot of ways to measure success out there. Um, I haven't written any books on this, so I don't know. <laughs> but the little that I've been given is what I will share. And so the ways we, um, like I said, I'll give five. The, uh, one of the first ways we measure success is through our spiritual growth. Mm. You cannot have good success or true success and be lacking in your spiritual growth. What do I mean by that? You know, um, I, I have this uh, saying that I, I usually will joke with pastors about, that if today the most famous person in the world becomes a Christian, they are a babe going by the principles of the Bible. So let me use the most powerful person in the, in the world right now, the president of the United States. Right. If the president becomes a Christian today, he comes to your church, lifts up his hands, and says, Lord Jesus, today I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Come and be the, control of my, uh, the controller and the defender and the guide and the director of my life. Please, I'm not saying that our president is not a Christian. I know President Biden is a Christian. That's why I'm using him as an example. But if he comes to your church today and makes that decision, from your perspective as a leader, as a pastor, as an elder of the church, he is a babe who needs to be nurtured to grow in, in God. And so you cannot be successful and neglect your spiritual growth. I know I said I'm just going to list them, so I'm going to be uh, brief and go to the next one here. The second aspect that I think is very key in measuring our success is our health and wellness. And I say that um, because God in his own design and wisdom has given every single person one body, one human body per lifetime. Trust me, dear listener, we have had people who have been anointed, people who have raised the dead, people who are able to breathe and diseases go away. But because they did not take care of the body or when their body got to the point where it had deteriorated enough, the body could not hold the spirit in this world. And so your success, your good success, also, it's very paramount on your health and your wellness. And that is your physical, your emotional, um, uh, and your mental being. You can see your doctors and they will tell you more about that. <laughs> All right? <laughs> the, the next aspect is where I, I see a lot of controversy, and that is financial well-being. You cannot be successful and be poor. Hmm. Now, I know poverty is a very broad topic. We have poverty in spirit and poverty in flesh. But as far as, my dear listener, this cosmos is concerned, you will need money yes. to be able to do whatever it is that your purpose is. Mm -hmm. You can give me any purpose that you have. And I will humbly suggest to you that you will need money. You will need money to build that church. Yep. In fact, you will need money to buy your first megaphone to be able yep. to talk or uh, to preach to the masses. 
Yeah. You will need money to put gas in your car to be able to go on your evangelism trip. You yep. will need money to put you through school. You mm. will need money to be able to put a roof over your head. I, I say this with all humility, not because I want to downplay anyone who is stricken by poverty or hardships right now. But I want you to understand, my dear listener, that poverty makes the most influential of people be neglected and rejected by society. Yeah. You can be, at the core, the most influential of people. But if you are poor, may I submit to you that your words don't go far. Mm-hmm. Because people look at you and right away they ask themselves, Where is what the is the financial evidence of his good success? Yeah. And I said this is controversial because this is, I think, one of the things that has led to a lot of our um, pastors becoming greedy because they focus so much on the financial well-being that they begin to neglect every single thing. But do you realize that your health and wellness also is dependent on your financial well-being? So, please, we are not saying that if you are going through a hard time where money is a hard commodity to come by. I'm not saying that you are a failure in life, but rather I employ you to listen to my words and use them as the motivation and the measure of the success that you have inbuilt in you so that you come out of that situation, that poverty. I remember I I once had a story about... um, a very powerful preacher uh, who went to uh, do a crusade and saw the move of God so powerful, the cripples getting up from their chairs and things like that. And then at the end of the crusade, they couldn't pay the musicians or the um, instrumentalists and the people they had hired to bring the generator and all those things. Imagine if because they were not able to afford the generator for the crusade for the first night. Imagine if they couldn't pay for the second night. One, the crusade wouldn't come on. And so all those people who will be saved will not be saved in that instance. So please don't underestimate the measure of your success from a financial standpoint. Um, The fourth one, maybe I should have listed three. (laughs) The fourth one that I want to talk about Uh, will be uh, something that I will share some more light on um, in our next um, section in part two of our conversation, and that is relationships. You measure success by your relationships, and we will talk more about this. And then obviously the fifth one that I would say, um, the fifth measure of success is what we've been talking about all this time, and that is purpose. You can't have good success without purpose. And so those would be the five measures of success that I think are key to understand in order to go into our next question, which will be how we get good success. That is very powerful, Dr. Joe. And I'm over here sitting down thinking this needs to be a topic on its own. You know, Mm. these um, sections has to be broken down into um, more deeper understanding because with the financial thing, it's a whole 
it's a whole thing by itself and viewers i agree so much with this and the reason why i wish i hope and i'm praying to god he will touch uh, um dr joe's heart so we'll pick this up into a, a, a special podcast and deal with it because one of the prayers or one of the things that i constantly keep asking god for is god make me a rich woman make me a millionaire so i can fulfill your purpose because i i make like all these plans all these visions come to me and then first thing i think about is money you can do yes so i think um some doctrines and some teachings has affected certain things that we should have known you know and because the focus is more about you know god and but we forget that all these things comes into play he does not uh despise all these other things because they add on to i'll tell you a story about um a woman of god that um did a program and the, the amount of money that they gave her was not satisfying and this goes back to what dr joe was saying she was not satisfied with it so she started like you, you could see her character, the negative aspect of her character coming out. Mm. And so everything she came to the program to do, what she taught us, how the Holy Spirit, it became questionable. It became as if like, was this the same person that was standing here before us, that was telling us all these things. So it, it, may, it, it, it kind of undermines who God has made you. But Think of it, if she had enough money, even if you give her a dollar, she has come to fulfill her purpose. You know, if right. she had a side job, and that is one thing that I, I want to throw out there. If you have a job that you are doing until your purpose peaks or reaches to its peak, keep it. Keep it, because that, that's what's going to fund or sustain the, the the plans and agendas that God is leading you to. So we're gonna, I'm, I'm praying, you know, if you guys don't know, Dr. Joe is my brother. So I'm gonna, you know, tab him a little bit and we're gonna work on this. But um, before we close out um, the first part, um, can you, you know, summarize it before we get into the second part, Dr. Joe, with everything that we have talked about today for our viewers to get a glimpse of, you know, the totality of a sure thing. Yes, uh, thank you so much. And I think that was a very powerful example that you gave. And it does certainly put in perspective why I think financial well-being is so important of a measure when it to our success, Sister Candice. Uh, dear listeners, thank you so much for joining us for part one of our conversation this week. Um, I am excited. As you can see, I am heated. I am boiled. And I am primed to go for part two. In part two, we will be picking up from the question that Sister Candice asked us, which is how we get success. But before you know how to get success, remember, success from the perspective of your maker is a sure thing. And that is why we have spent some time today laying the foundations for this conversation so that you don't go out of here uh, thinking that success is a, a, a mystery that you um, may not be able to attain or anything. Everything that a, a, a product needs to fulfill its purpose is put in that product by the designer. As a matter of fact, the success of your product 
the success of any product is conceived before that product was ever made. If you understand this principle, my listener, I tell you, there is no stopping or telling what and where you are going to reach in life. God bless you so much for where he has brought us and we are ready to take flight. Bye-bye.